Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Episode 89, New OSHA Recording and Reporting Rule. OSHA has a new final rule which revises their already existing recording and reporting occupational injuries and illnesses regulation. It takes effect January 1, 2017. The revised rule was designed to nudge you, quote-unquote, into making your workplace safer for your employees by making your work comp claims information public. They call this behavioral economics. By forcing you to make your claims information public, you'll naturally want to focus on safety and try to avoid being embarrassed. After all, who wants their dirty laundry on display? Your employees, your vendors, your suppliers, and your customers might see it and stop doing business with you. And it's for your own good because this forced attention to safety will result in fewer claims and a better bottom line for you, according to OSHA. It's brilliant. Problem is, it won't work. It's not going to encourage you to improve workplace safety. If you don't already care about safety, having your claims data posted to some obscure website isn't going to change your behavior. The real reason behind the final rule is so OSHA can, well, in their own words, quote, analysis of this data will enable OSHA to use its enforcement and compliance assistance resources more efficiently, end quote. Translation, we'll be able to use your information to issue more citations. Now, they do also say that they'll be better able to identify small and medium-sized employers who report high overall injury rates so that they can refer you to their free on-site consultation program, or send you hazard-specific educational materials or letters saying that your occurrence rates are higher than the industry-wide rates. In a study, OSHA found that the high-rate notification letters were associated with a 5% decrease in lost workday injuries and illnesses in the following three years. Okay, so the data that OSHA wants to make public is already required record-keeping information, but it only has to be turned over to OSHA currently when they do an on-site inspection. Employers in most industries with 10 or more employees have to keep injury records. You have to prepare an injury and illness report for each claim using Form 301. You have to compile a log of these claims using Form 300. And finally, you have to complete and post in the workplace an annual summary of work-related injuries and illnesses on Form 300A. From 1997 to 2012, OSHA did have an electronic data collection program, but it was only summary data and only for employers in certain industries. And they used the information to identify and target the most hazardous work sites. I guess the program was pretty successful because now they want to expand it to include detailed information and require every employer over 250 employees and every employer with 20 or more employees who are 
in businesses identified on this designated industries list that they have, which you can find in Appendix A to Subpart E of Part 1904, which I've provided a link to and a list of in the show notes. So OSHA will provide a secure website and give you three options for your data submission enjoyment. You can either enter it manually, you can upload a CSV file, or if you have an automated record-keeping system, then you might be able to transmit the data automatically, electronically, through an API, which is an application programming interface. And the site goes live in February 2017. So there are some other provisions also. For example, there's a new rule which requires you to tell your employees about their right to report an injury without retaliation by you. Now, this notice is already part of a required workplace poster, so I'm not sure why they decided to put it in there. There's also a rule that basically also already exists to make it clear that already existing reporting requirements must be reasonable and not discourage employees from reporting injuries. And then to add redundancy on top of redundancy, there's a statutory prohibition on retaliation. Now, these three elements took effect on August 10th, but OSHA delayed enforcement until December 1st. So yeah, enforcement of previously existing rules makes me wonder if I'm actually missing something. Oh, wait, I did miss something. Here it is. It says, quote, The final rule amends paragraph blah, blah, blah to state explicitly that employer procedures for employee reporting of work-related illnesses and injuries must be reasonable, end quote. And, quote, The final rule adds new text to clarify that reporting procedures must be reasonable and that a procedure that would deter or discourage reporting is not reasonable, as explained in a 2012 OSHA enforcement memorandum, end quote. So they just, obviously, they've just wanted to reinforce and clarify that you can't retaliate and that your reporting requirements can't discourage employees in any way from reporting injuries. And so, as I already stated, you have to comply with the new rule if you have 250 or more employees in industries that are already covered by the record-keeping regulation, or if you have 20 to 249 employees and you're in certain high-risk industries. Again, you can find the list of those industries in the show notes. Now, you'll have to report your 2016 Form 300A by July 1st, 2017, and your 2017 data by July 1st, 2018. And then starting in 2019, it's every, it's on March 2nd of every year. Well, there you have it. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.